When you hear your name called, I want you to go over to Coach Butts, and I want you to pick up your jersey. Those jerseys are so cool. For everyone who has waited to be chosen. Lewis! Yeah! But he's still waiting. Rivera! Rivera! For everybody who has dreamed of being somebody. Scanlon! But he's still dreaming. Parker! For every person who only wanted that one chance. For the rest of you. But never got it. I'd like to thank you for trying out. Warner Brothers and Emblem Entertainment present... Where in the hell do you get off trying to put together another team? Guys like you and kids like that, I mean, they can't help it, they're no good. Rick Moranis. Who are you, Vince Lombardi all of a sudden? It's Pee Wee Football. Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Little Giants. Do you like football? No. You want to play football? No. Great, you can be on our team. Heroes come in all sizes. Check the Vending Machines, a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet where two best friends get together, talk about pop culture stuff. I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about television. I'm talking about anime. I'm talking about manga. I'm talking about comic books. I'm talking about comic book adaptations. I'm talking about... Sometimes commercials tangentially. I'm talking about cereals sometimes. I'm yeah, talking don't forget about, about the cereal. Sodies. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about all the Favorite things. Favorite childhood summer memories. Exactly that that we haven't we done yet. We did an yet. episode that. That was one time we did that, didn't we? I don't think we did that one yet. We're talking about your inability to ride on roller coasters. Roller coaster rides, yes. Hey, we're back again this week to talk about a movie that i have zero connection to dude i gotta be honest yeah so this is like i mean i've told this on the show before but like i mean my brothers were obviously more like sports kids like i played a lot of sports but i wasn't like a sports guy i'm still not really like a sports guy like i watch sports but i'm not like yeah a diehard fan of everything but because my brothers were such big sports kiddos, um, a lot of my movie, not all of it, but a lot of the movies that we watch, especially like as a family or whatever, because my dad is obviously huge in sports too. Although I don't know if – well, he still kind of is. He just doesn't watch ESPN anymore because he hates everybody on ESPN. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean the only people he really liked on ESPN were Mike and Mike, and then they broke up. And uh, or they split them up, whatever the fuck they did with them. They broke up. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So it was like the only people that he really cared about were gone. He was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the station anymore. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So it was like I we watched a bunch of sports movies as a kid. It was like, remember the Titans, Glory Road, extremely goofy movie, and uh, and this bad boy right here, Little Giants, baby, 1994. Little Giants, 1994. Rick Moranis, Ed Harris. Oh, or Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. 
I have never even heard of this movie. Dude, this movie is... Before watching it. This movie is... Especially watching it again after it's been so long. I feel like I probably... I probably haven't watched it since like middle school or high school, maybe. Um, and after getting back into it... Hell yeah, dude. This is the shit. This, this is like... I feel like this is... So many times we watch movies that it's it, it is it's the, your reaction for me like for my stuff like yeah if we like talk about Bloodsport or like Hard yeah. Target or like yeah Rad or Brink like when I was a kid we mentioned this before a thousand times we you talk about sports movies like I didn't grow up a sports fan I, I became a sports fan later in life yeah so for me when I would watch sports movies it was mm-hmm. always like the um x games yeah like extreme like skateboarding like grind mm-hmm. and brink and airborne johnny that, tsunami johnny tsunami one and two mm-hmm. when two came out later stuff like that i was super duper into that but not really into traditional yeah sports movies i mean i've seen a couple i've seen like mm-hmm. the replacements isn't that keanu reeves yeah that's the one with al pacino isn't it I don't remember. No, that's any given Sunday without Pacino. Any given Sunday. Like I've seen those two. Replacements I... is the one with who is in that one? Oh my god. Keanu. Now I'm gonna... It's Keanu though. Well, Keanu. Sure. I'm trying to think of who the coach was. It was like um. um hold on. Obviously, I've I know. Seen... I know his face in my fucking mind. I just don't know his name. Gene Hackman. That's Gene Hackman. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen Sandlot. Yes. We'll get to that eventually. I'll talk about talk about eventually. We'll today, get to yeah. that. So I've seen sports movies, but I never really, I was never like a big fan of them. I, again, I said it a thousand times. I was a, I was a fan of ninjas. So yeah. that was my, that was my type of thing. Well, I was a fan of ninjas too. It was just I had to watch the ninja movies. Well, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with my brother, but like outside of TMNT, it was basically I had to watch those movies by myself. See, and like since I had no one else to interrupt my ninja viewing time. Yeah. A lot of ninjas. A lot of ninjas. A lot of ninjas, a lot of dudes in tank tops doing really crappy martial arts. A lot of RoboCops. A lot of Robo... I just watched one a few days ago. I'll talk about it too on a wrap-up, and maybe we'll talk about it on a podcast because I think it's a really fun movie. (laughs) It's one of the earlier Mark DeCascos movies. Okay. Called... um, Oh, gosh. What's it called now? I gotta pull up my letterbox up because I just... just, I've seen it so many times as a kid, but then I haven't watched it since probably like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It's one, one of the ones I left behind. Uh, hold on, give me a quick second. Pull up my letterbox list of movies for 2022. Here we keep going. It's a long mm-hmm. list. It's called um, Only the Strong. Mm-hmm. Only the Strong, and it's Mark DeCascos when he's like young and svelte. He's still mm-hmm. svelte, and no, looks good for his age. He's like almost 60. But um, it's about him being a former Green Beret who goes back home to his hometown high school for some reason. And mm-hmm. his high school is taken over by uh, a, a gangs. And it's like basically like an anime high school. It's like all terrible. It's all and delinquents. It's all delinquents. And he, he helps fight against drug dealers and help teach these kids his favorite martial art, which is... Um, what's Wing Chun No, Fu. it's fucking Eddie from Tekken. Capoeira. Oh, Capoeira. He, he does Capoeira. <laughs> And like, Hell yeah, dude! I haven't really seen. I'm not fucking break dancing in the middle of fucking beating up some fucking delinquents. And he, he he's good at it too, and like you know he's 
Mark Dacascos is a Filipino man, so that's holds a sp- special place in my heart as a Filipino guy. But like, I had never seen even rewatching this a few days ago. Like, I had never seen a movie where the main character does capoeira. I feel like there's been some, but it's definitely oh, one I'm of sure those ones that is like not. It's not as it's. I mean, it's not like fucking Muay Thai or no. like. But usually era. capoeira is like the third henchman does capoeira. Yeah. And it gives the main character a little bit of trouble because the motion, and then eventually he figures it out, you know? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a Jackie, a Jackie movie or a Tony Jaw movie where, like, he yeah. fights a capoeira guy goes, oh, shit, he's really fast. Okay, well, I'll just break your legs or something like that. But yeah, I'm going through uh, – this is irrelevant to Little Giants, but time, time period is similar. The other, okay. end of, the other end of the movie store, I'm going through the uh, – C tier, B tier, video store action aisle movie uh, movie watch through right now. So I, I watched that. I watched Chuck Norris Code of Silence. Oh shit, dude! Which is from '85, which is ten out of ten. That's peak Chuck Norris right there. It's yeah, it's it's prime time. And then I also watched Drive, which also okay. stars uh, Mark DeCascos. Yeah. So those are very different movies from what we're talking about. But Little Giants. Uh, 94. I've never seen it. You clearly, you have a connection to the movie. So I was going in blind, man. I knew that I liked the two main actors. Yeah. In separate things. I mean, it's, they definitely, I mean, Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill definitely like help sell this movie a lot. It's interesting to see like Ed O'Neill in this because he's kind of similar to his character in Married with Children. Yeah. Where he's like, cause I mean, in Married Children, he's just an asshole. That basically is what he is in this movie as well, but he's like the jock asshole. I think he's like that in everything, too. Kind of. Is he like that? I haven't seen. I can't. I he's a, he's seen Mar- a, is he Mar- an asshole in Mar- with Children too? In Modern Family or Mar- Mar- with Children? Or Modern Family. Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's kind of. He's definitely less of an asshole, but he's definitely an asshole. I mean, that's kind of just his personality. He does the sarcastic wit really, yes, really well. Ab- so. Absolutely. Um. So let's, let's, you kind of mentioned it already a second ago, mm-hmm. but on the re, on the rewatch for you, mm-hmm. it holds up. It holds up for me really, really well, dude. Like I was really, really enjoying it. I think there are some slow parts in the movie, um, but I think overall, I really, really enjoyed it uh, a lot. I mean, it's that great mix of you mentioned it earlier. It reminds me a lot of. The Sandlot mixed in with Little Rascals. And mm-hmm. then you spread in Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill on top of that. Yeah. Um, and it, it works really, really well, dude. I mean, it's a story that's like – I mean, it's not a complicated story, especially for like sports. It's a story that's been told a bunch. It's a team full of misfits that come together to form their own team to like, you know, shoulder bullies or whatever that, you know, they can play the game too. Uh, and they come together as a team and are able to win it. Like it's pretty – Bare bones. There's nothing like groundbreaking going on with the plot, but yeah. I just like the character so much, and it's like, like I really think it's got the little rascals thing. I think really sells it for me, which is like each of the players on the team has their own distinct personality, mm-hmm. like the rascals, and I really like their personalities a lot. I think the kids are great in it. I don't think there's anyone that really like stands out as terrible. Probably the black kid. Just because he doesn't really have anything except for the fact that he can't fucking catch the ball unless he thinks it's toilet paper. Um, but uh, but I mean even like rewatching it, I think it is also just like – for a kid's movie, I mean it's really smart 
writing, I think, for the most part. Like, not groundbreaking, but it's smart and it's a tight script. I really like what they do with it. Um, I think it wraps up really, really nicely. I don't know. I mean, you probably did know this, but I like the ending of the movie. It basically curtails back to the beginning. You get the same fucking shot with the water, uh, the water tower, which is like been their dream since they were kids to have their name on it. Uh, the beginning of the movie, you see that it's just Ed O'Neill who's got his name on it because he's the one that actually was athletic. He grew, he turned out to be a big sports star. He comes back to the town. It's also that similar thing too, where it was like, I feel like there's like the hidden backside of the story, which is like. Ed O'Neill's character is like I feel one of the ones where he was like big in college, and then I feel like the the hidden backstory is that he tried to go to the NFL and couldn't fucking cut it, so he went back and became like a sleazy used car salesman and like yeah. just tries to ride off the fact of like he was a good college football player but he couldn't hack it in the pros. Yeah, or like got injured or something. Yeah, or something like that. I uh I have I have a note here because I took notes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree though. It does. It does. It gives me. And it might be because the Sandlot is just the, like the pinnacle kids yeah. sports movie, so probably everything is going to be held to that standard, but mm-hmm. or compared to it. But it yeah. it really gives me the similar atmosphere. And what I think maybe it is that, and this is this will tie into my next point, um, as well. But maybe it's because like there's like, it's a small town, but like there's a yeah. small town atmosphere to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a sports story that is quasi-realistic yeah and all the kids in themselves are this are the archetypes yeah of like small town usa in film like obviously not in my real life but like in film like all the kids yeah are especially like, the little giants i mean like obviously the cowboys are more generic because you don't really focus on them they're kind of just bullies but like yeah each of the giants in general are like i mean you've got the fat kid who eats a lot you got the tom girl you've got the wimpy kid who tries to act tough You've got the boy who is literally like gonna fucking his mom thinks he's gonna fucking fall over dead if he like gets like looked at wrong. Yeah. Um, you've got the Asian kid that can really kick. <laughs> I love that bit where he's the only thing he can do is fucking kick. Uh you got the saddest kid in the whole fucking movie, which is the kid who just wants to spend time with his dad. That's like the saddest fucking storyline. <laughs> and like his whole thing is like his dad's just like, all right, see ya. I'm going to fucking leave for a business trip and I'll never fucking see you ever again. Bye. Uh, no, I was going to say, though, is that there's this thing, this visual, and I think we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about it before, I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. it, And this might make sense to people or it might not make sense to anybody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just me like having this like immense nostalgia brain, which mm-hmm. is that like movies like this – do a really good job of combining visual and musical and script and fat and style in terms of the clothing and mm-hmm. just fashion sense or whatever, all the elements that make a movie a movie. Mm-hmm. The movies like this, especially kids' movies, particular mm-hmm. Sandlot's a good example of yeah. of this, but it they merge together in this like really really good like. Um, like magic like 90s late late 80s like air bud Mm -hmm. air bud is a perfect example there's there's a distinct i think we talked about during air bud actually there's a distinct we probably did yeah there's there's a a distinct like 90s kids family movie look yeah i don't know what if i don't know if it's a color correction thing or a film grain thing or what but 
it's this mu- musical score has a certain style. The mm-hmm. text has this certain type of style, like whatever you want to call that. Even the text in this movie, it looks like Sandlot text. It's weird because they have the Sandlot text, but then they also just straight up just use the fucking type that the fucking giants use. Right. But like there's, there is this thing that film had in the 90s yeah. that whatever science that fucking copywriters and marketing people have learned to study – Mm-hmm. craft together this like magic that you watch a movie you know it's from the 90s you yeah. know it has this like this I don't know, feeling behind it and and even if it's a bad movie even though even if it's a trash movie mm-hmm. there is a in the same way that movies that when we were kids like in the tooth like in the late 90s to 2000s like disney channel decoms have yeah. a distinct like look of a decom from that era yeah, no, there's definitely, like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, what is it? It's, like, even though it's not a sports movie, it's, like, Little Rascals, it's like, Little Giants, Air Bud, Angels in the Outfield, like, uh, what's the other one? Hold on. I saw it pop up when I was looking at shit earlier. What was the other one that popped up? Oh, yeah, like, Rookie of the Year. Like, they all have, like, that weird, like, they've got a, because it's not that they look the same, but they have like the same I don't know how else to describe it, but they got like the same vibe going on. Like they all have like a similar wavelength that they're all hitting on. And, and, and I think it maybe might be it's just like, because of the culture of the nineties, but maybe and I think also part of it is you know, script writing it to be the type mm-hmm. of certain type of character, the certain type of fashion of yeah. small town USA or a small part of a big city. Mm-hmm. Um these archetype archetype characters uh together um whatever it is musical score being this kind of like orchestra slash other stuff at yeah. times like upbeat it just it creates this really fun sense of i don't know like, like some more 90s magic man yeah and it's um to correlate back to what i was saying before like just how let's just like how I know of action movies from the eighties were with the synth tones and mm-hmm. it's the there's a magic that comes from these kind of movies the same way that there's a magic from old blockbusters mm-hmm. and just like with the magic of blockbusters and the magic of these kind of kids movies they've they've ceased to exist I, I truly like if. I think of like yeah. cheaper by the dozen, the remake with Steve Martin. That yeah. movie is so fun and such a great time. Such and a good movie. And I'm sure that there are family movies, or like even like Meet the um, Meet the Fockers. No, sorry, what's it called? The Steve Martin movie, um, Father of the Bride. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is also another remake. But the Father of the Bride was remade recently on HBO with yeah. the guy from uh, Oceans. Oceans. Um, the bad guy from Ocean's Eleven and Twelve. Oh, and uh, Andy Garcia. Yeah, he plays the father. He plays Steve Martin's character. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Or you know, just whatever the that role. And I don't know. I mean, it's like even if it was remade, even if the Steve Martin one was a remake, there's just something about Steve Martin in movies you just can't replicate. Because I feel like I think they tried to recently, and I don't know, like recently, recently, but I think they remade Cheaper the by the Dozen again. Didn't they? Did, they did yeah. one with like was Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Wasn't there another one that was similar to it with, like, Dennis Quaid that was, like... Yes, there was. Yes. It was, like, a similar thing, but it's, like, the same thing where it's just, like, 
you just can't copy Steve Martin. Like it's just it's impossible. Well, it, He's it's, just so good see, at being. Steve Martin like, is definitely a big factor of what I'm talking about. It's just the way they sh- they shoot the movie. It's the way that yeah. the movie's made. Like you can replace it's Tom Welling. I don't like care. There isn't movies made like that anymore. Like movies like The Little Giants, I feel like don't or like Air Bud or yeah. like Sandlot. Like those kind of movies just aren't made anymore. When I look at when I look at the the kids film genre. Yeah. Right now, and I see what's coming out in in passing. So even scrolling on Netflix, like yeah. the stuff. And I I truly believe this, and I could be wrong, but I, I think this is a big part of it. It's the removal of the film camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I was thinking about when you brought up, which is like, when was the last time, really, that we had like a a kids movie that wasn't animated, God. like. A I'm real just, like that wasn't a Marvel movie and wasn't animated. It's probably like, when some was the like last time we really had a movie for kids that was like it, that? it would probably be some like Disney Channel like spinoff movie of like you know maybe witches or something. But I feel like most of the time it's like yeah I mean I guess it maybe it was like something that was like direct to streaming and maybe we missed yeah. it and maybe it's just because we're not in that culture but like I can't remember the last time I've like well, heard of a movie coming out that was like for kids that was like. Shot on a camera with like real like people doing stuff that well, wasn't like about... Pixar or Disney or DreamWorks or whatever. So you say that though, and I have no connection to this movie at all. Right. This is the first time I've seen this movie, but yeah. even within ten minutes of the movie, I feel what I usually I feel what I feel about movies I have seen. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that Hollywood was making this shit. Maybe. I don't know what checklist they had, or I would love to talk to someone who worked in marketing or production or something, because these movies have a th- have a through line that mm-hmm. feel the same. Not they aren't necessarily the same movie, but they feel the same. Yeah, there's some there's a feeling behind it, and that that goes up until 2005 or something. I don't know when. Maybe maybe it really is the influx of digital to a mass of the. Degree. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Obviously, people were filming on digital in the '90s. I, I know that, like you know. Yeah. But like, there is something different. I don't know what it is, and maybe this movie was filmed on digital. I don't fucking know, but it it it, and it, it gives off an atmosphere that I don't know what it is. I can't I, in my notes. I can't even say what it is. I just there's just a feeling yeah. there. And I, I do want to start with this though, with my with the actual content of the flick, the flick, mm-hmm. which is that God bless, God bless Rick Moranis. Oh my god! Because so good, dude. The thing about him, and and I don't want to. We want to get into it, obviously, because it's depressing. But his retirement from mm-hmm. the movie business years ago, it, yeah, it makes me feel like what we could have got. Yeah, from the him stuff that we could have still gotten out of him. Yeah, what we could have received in you know comedies or just him going into like him pushing like dr- drama. Like he's mm-hmm. so naturally good at everything. I mean, he, the, fact yeah. he, the fact that he can do sketch comedy and improv, and then do mm-hmm. these comedies, and then do bit parts, and then still be serious and sincere yeah. in the role. Like, it's a it's a talent that I mean, shit, like I don't know who it's, Steve Warren has it. You know, that's, that's like I can't yeah. think of, like even and my favorite of these people, like in these seventies era sketch comedians that are all from the same like. Time period, John Candy, Steve Martin, yeah. you know, all the, the the Ghostbusters crew, all those people. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite of the batch 
has always been and will forever always be Danny Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have this depth to him the way that Rick Moranis does. This humanity. Yeah, I feel like – I don't know. I mean I like Danny Aykroyd a lot. I feel like he doesn't have – He's funny, man. This might be disingenuous to say. I don't know if he has the sincerity that like Rick Moranis is able to pull well, off. That's what I'm saying. It's the humanity of behind him. He He's great at playing over-the-top characters. Yeah. But Rick Moranis well, can play – Well, that's the weird the... thing about this movie is that in this movie he's not over-the-top. He's actually very – Well, so Dan Aykroyd can play the over-the-top character, but Rick yeah. Moranis can play everything. Yeah. You know, he can play the sketch comedy guys who are super crazy wild, but then he but he can play this dude in this movie, Danny, and He's just a he is so full of humanity yeah. and like and like sincerity that it shows you like it's like Jim Carrey. It's like you saw this stuff, yeah. you can, he can be cable guy, but then you can see him do Truman show. You're like, Holy yeah. shit, like there's a level there that he's just naturally good at and obviously I'm, you don't really see him work on it. It's not like not like Rick Moranis yeah. had like a bunch of movies behind, before this that were like drama indie flicks. Like he was like doing no. like comedy stuff. Yeah. You know, even you watch. I watched last year earlier this year. I watched um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And like he, he is insane in that movie, even though it's all goofy comedy fun time. But like, yeah. it's the way he delivers shit. You know, it's mm-hmm. the way he. And my part of that is when in the scene in the movie where they go to um his crush's house from when he was a kid. Yeah. To recruit the son, the son to play the, the quarterback, mm-hmm. and his daughter is like nervous, and he's he's giving her a hard time about being nervous because he's a crush on the on the boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, is her name Beth, Becca, Becky? Becky. Becky's like looking in the looking through the door, sees him there. Mm-hmm. She like hides on the side of the door, freaks out, and then Danny looks through the window and sees that it's the, his crush from when he was a kid. And he freaks out, yeah. and like it's this. Not only is it good acting from the kid and from Rick Moranis, it's just it's fun, fun acting, yeah. and believable in the way that they do it. But there's a level there, like if Dan did Dan, me and my buddy Dan, if Dan yeah. Aykroyd did that, I just don't see it feeling. It, it could be funny. I'm not saying it wouldn't be funny, right? But there's a level of like, you I feel, feel like it the, would have been more cartoony if Dan Aykroyd had yeah, done it. You feel like the emotion i guess it's a comedy movie but you feel yeah. like if ed o'neill did that role it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same no no if, if they flipped it and he did that scene it would be like like you know goofy but it, with rick moranis doing it there's something about the way he says stuff the way he maybe it's because he's an everyday looking guy yeah i don't know what it is but it, he he crushes it in this movie he he, he mm. not that ed o'neill is ed o'neill's great too he's fantastic no but, i mean i think one of the standout move moments for me of this movie is like especially like rewatching again is like, I think it's like super poignant. Like after in the ending in the game in the big game during halftime when he just like sits down and he talks to those kids, he has that like fucking monologue where he's like one time, one time is all it takes. And I was like, that is fucking good shit, dude. Like this yeah. is such a good scene from him, and it feels like believable. Of like if you were trying to like motivate kids who really were like unsure about themselves like i feel like that's the kind of thing that you would touch on you would touch on like look all it takes is like one time all you can yeah. do is beat him once and that's all and maybe this is that one time like that's you know you gotta gamble on it i do also like that um it's the mom from the goonies mm-hmm. 
I, I appreciate that. I can't remember her yeah. name, but yeah, mom from Goonies. Uh, who is uh, Ed O'Neill's wife? Yeah, yeah, Irene or something from the Goonies. I don't know the actress's yeah. name. I can't remember her name, but I can't remember her name either. But... Uh, to give to give some credit to um, Ed O'Neill. His name's Ed O'Neill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Ed O'Neill. To give credit to Ed, he's great. He I mean, again, he's playing himself, or at least playing his, yeah. his actor persona, which is good in this role. He because even even though he's being a dick, to yeah. to he's a, he's kind of a, a jockey kind of a dick. Yeah. I never once think that he doesn't like his brother. No, he never has that moment where he like hates his brother. There's definitely moments where you can tell that like he's annoyed, but it's in it's the same annoyance that like I get annoyed with my brothers in like the same kind of way. Yeah. Like I get the emotions where he's coming from and like there's definitely moments in here where you like know that he's not a bad guy, especially in his interactions with Becky. Not during the tryouts, obviously. No, no. But later on, like in like uh, when she's at the diner by herself and she's like super down. She goes to the house. Yeah, and then she goes to his house and like uh, all the interactions with interactions with Becky later on in the movie are like so great. I think the one moment that I really like with him as well is like during the game. Or what was it? It was like after uh, fucking Spike took out the he goes to, yeah he goes to the dad and says not that way. Not that way. That and then it's like, what was it? The dad started yelling about the girl being on the field, and he's like, "That's my fucking niece." And, and you she's fucking pissed. Her. And she's pissed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Uh, I also, I to give more credit too. Uh, if my favorite scene from Rick Moranis is the door scene where he looks into the door and sees, uh, oh yeah, the girl, then you have to talk about the double combo of Ed O'Neill, uh, you know, going through the window. Yeah, nut shot oh on a tree, so and then good. and then the fall into the pool. Yeah, I feel oh. bad for the stunt person who had to actually do that. I feel that, I feel bad for Ed O'Neill's stunt double. That but. would have had, that would have. I mean, it would have been an easy stunt to do because you know you, they cut away from the the window scene, so you could just jump through the window and then you know, cut to the second shot, do the fall yeah. in the tree branch, and then go up top shot and have him roll over. So super mm-hmm. easy, I'm sure. And Ed O'Neill probably for sure did the the um. I can see oh, the pool, the pool yeah. part because it's super easy to fall into the pool. But like yeah. they stitch it together and it's like classic 1994. Yeah. That's a 90s scene right there, dude. I mean that scene is great just because like <laughs> try to teach your kids how to fucking tackle your wife. Like, yeah. Oh my god. So funny. It's so there's funny. not enough room there either in that what they were doing it. There's not enough room to do that. Yeah, that I mean well first of all it's like why were you – what is the thought process between trying to teach your kids how to tackle from the second fucking floor? Yeah, like do it outside, do the front yard. Yeah, do that outside, do it in the front yard, or even just like do it on the first floor. Like, why would you do it? Why did you have to go up to the second floor like that? It's good though. Um, I also really like. We haven't touched on it yet, but this movie has some very special guests. Mm-hmm. John Madden shows up. Rest in peace, John Madden. John Madden. Uh, and Emmett. Uh, Emmett Smith. I didn't know the other two guys. Uh, Amazon popped them up on the X-ray thing or whatever, and I saw their names, and I was like, I don't, I don't know who those They're guys are. They say Emmett Till. No, not Emmett Till. <laughs> not I, Emmett Smith. I really. I know Emmett Smith. He played for the Colts. It's weird seeing uh, Madden. Yeah, John. Madden. I haven't seen him in so long. I feel like this is like. I feel like this is wrong. But I feel like this is like one of the few movies that he's like actually like in in. Hmm. Am I wrong in thinking that? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Film. He appeared in the Little Giants. He was in the replacements. Okay. Okay. 
And he was in – yeah, so this is like basically like – he was in two movies. He was in this and he was yeah. in The Replacements. So it's like – it's so fun to see like him show up because I feel like he's also one of those ones where it's like – I feel like if you were trying to do a sports movie – You'd want John Madden. Oh, sure. Like, why would you not want John Madden in your yeah, film? Yeah, the guy. But it also is like – it feels in this movie it's not like – obviously it's kind of shoehorned in, but it also kind of not, doesn't feel shoehorned in. That like, you know, he's just, you know, he's Could going around it. with some players touring around and they Could just have their it. stuff off this town. Yeah. And then you get the whole great bit where he's like running across the map like and sketching it out like he does his fucking play-by-play. Yeah. Just like fucking drawing shit everywhere. I – uh. Yeah, and the the kids are good. Uh, Rick Moranis obviously yeah. is good. Um, I, I feel like one of the big things about kids movies, especially from this time period, that I that they 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 really do, and it's a good time filler, which is the montages. Yeah, there's a lot of montage in this movie. Yeah, uh, well, there's the montage for them actually assembling their team. Mm-hmm. There's the mini training montage or the mini practice montages. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a big one because you go from like two weeks to the game to like in the span of like ten minutes. That's so like all right, the, well the game's yeah, fucking game's, tomorrow. Game's here, so. Yeah. Um, so you got that. I'm trying to think of what the other one might be. They're they're, they're just in the in the middle of the movie. They just yeah they 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 like bookend. There's like two or three different practice montages because yeah. there's like them practicing by themselves and fucking sucking. There's oh there's their um um car wash montage car wash montage yeah and then you've got the montage when John Madden and the players show up and yes. they do their own second like practice montage yeah. again so it's like yeah, there's a couple montages in there that eat up time that you're like watching yeah. and like it's a it's a classic kids because kids attention span obviously you gotta put some montages in there yeah so I I enjoyed it though and I I enjoyed the movie overall especially for something that I haven't seen I think this is one of the few um like 90s like flicks that we've done mm-hmm. old movies especially ones i have i like no you, you liking little giants and going back to watch it again is one thing mm-hmm. that's one experience right yeah because you might be clouded like if we go back and watch any scene anything from jcvd from the time period it's like i'm it's clouded for me because i yeah i'm gonna li- watch kickboxer and be like well I f- this movie's still fucking good like this movie's good <laughs> no we can watch lionheart it's gonna be good i will say you know we watch our target Hard target was fucking good our target's so. fucking good it's, it's never yeah. not been good and actually I don't, I don't even think we t- we didn't we didn't review it you just you watched it for your wrap-up did i i thought we did yeah. review it but we talked about it but you did you watched it for some reason i don't know what i think you just wanted to watch some jean-claude and you decided to watch that one it's po- it's possible yeah but no like so for me watching this movie and it's this this it's a very um like thin rope or whatever icy road of like yeah. going back to watch these these specifically kids like kids movies that you yeah. weren't nostalgic for like you don't have nostalgia for mm-hmm. it could it could bite you in the butt and being a real brutal experience you know like we watched we did we never published it because I think I think that Fava corrupted but we watched the um oh Dunstan Dun, yeah. Dun oh dude. I mean, I will say, even for me, having watched it as a kid, Dunstan did not hold up. Bro, that movie makes you want to eat a bullet, dude. <laughs> that, that movie, it's got George Costanza in it. That movie fucking sucks. But it was, it was not good. Yeah, that movie sucked, dude. That movie was terrible. Yeah. It's got that, and then, hold on. I feel like we said this at the time, but doesn't that have Claw in it from Inspector Gadget, or is that a different person? I don't remember us talking about it. I think the villain, I thought the villain was Claw. 
Talk about Inspector Gadget. I don't see movie forever either. Dude, I fucking love Inspector Gadget. I mean, honestly, I don't know if that's on our list, but I feel like it should be. I remember having a crush on uh, what's her name, Wendy or whatever her name is. Uh, in Inspector Gadget. Yeah, what's the girl's name? I think it is Wendy. I remember having that a crush on her right. when I was a kid. Hold on. Who was the one? Who's clawing Inspector Gadget? What the fuck? Hmm. No, it is him. Right. I knew I was fucking right. God damn it. There you go. Fuck IMDb. It just didn't have me. <laughs> it didn't pull up his name. It didn't pull. First of all, it did not pull up his most iconic movie, fucking Inspector Gadget. Gadget. So like, what the fuck? Uh, but no, Get I. Get your I, shit together, IMDb. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really funny. I think I think it has a lot of heart to it. And I think yeah. a lot of times these like goofy, fun time, kids are weird movies I don't really necessarily enjoy. Mm-hmm. But this movie was a good time. It was really fun. And I think I think what really helps is that there's a lot of um at least with the main characters, you know, yeah. Moranis, Ed O'Neill, Danny and Becky or Becca and um mm, Becky, yeah. And Kevin. Even Kevin's mm-hmm. wife, uh Goonie's mom. Yeah. But there's a there's a level of just excellence and performance because like even though it's a comedy it's a kids movie it's a family flick it's a 90s movie like the girl who plays uh icebox Mm -hmm. like she's just good like in the the role she's just good in the role she's just a good actress yeah i don't know how she's doing now but at least in this movie she's good i'm not sure um i didn't really look up on her um yeah, she's good. I mean, the guy who plays uh, the quarterback, Junior, like he's yeah, pretty he's decent. Solid, yeah. Uh, and then I realized it was uh, this is a little sneak peek into my wrap up too, because I was watching this and I was looking at the fat kid's dad, mm-hmm. and I was like, I recognize his face. Why do I recognize his face? And then I looked it up and I realized because I had just watched Teen Wolf, mm. and he's on the basketball team in Teen Wolf. Mm. I was like. Motherfucker! You just watched Team Wolf for the first time, or yeah, for the first time ever. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm I'm sorry, dude. I'm not up to date on my fucking Michael J. Fox filmography. How have you never seen Team Wolf until now? It's a problem, but you know what? I'm gonna rectify it because I'm gonna be Teen Wolf for Halloween, so it'll be fine. Oh my god, Savannah and I we're doing Big Lebowski. Oh, there you go. She's nice. gonna, she's gonna be the dude. She's going to be the dude? Yeah, well, because she's, like, white and has blonde hair and it's much oh, easier. And I have short hair, so I can just do – what's his name? Walter? Oh, uh, um, uh, John Goodman, John Goodman yeah. Yeah, John Goodman, yeah. Walter, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Walter, right? I think it is. I'm, like, 99% sure it's Walter, yeah. That makes um, sense. So I won't go get the coffee can and all kind of shit. Hell, yeah. Get the gun, the tag vest. But yeah. that blows my mind that you've never seen the movie until now. It's definitely yeah. – I mean, it's, I get it. It's, a, it's definitely – it's, it a, solid, it's a deeper really cut. It. It's a deeper cut. It's a good, good slice of life movie. Yeah, it was really solid. I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting because it's like a semi Halloween movie, but it's not really like no, it's slice of life based. It's, it's just it's based school. around the fact that it's the werewolf. It's high school really shit. It. It's all it is. It's, it's literally yeah, like, hey, it's, go to high school. Just be high wolf. school angsty teen drama shit. You know, that's what exactly you get your why prom, you get your dance in there. You get your fucking. You like the fucking popular girl, but yeah. really the one that you really should like is your childhood friend. Surf obviously. the bus, wear some sheet. Sure. Dude, some obviously, Adidas. surf the bus. I was like, yeah. that's fucking cool. Yeah. I would surf the. Bus. The biggest problem I had with um, the re the t- the reboot for MTV. Oh, the 
the TV show. Yeah. Was that, I remember watching it when it came out and being like, what the fuck? Well, it's like a much more serious. Like, like yeah, exactly. I was like, what it's the like fuck is this? I'm like, what is this? It, C- what is this WB CW yeah. shit? Give me, where the fuck is the comedy? Where's the basketball, dude? Yeah, where's the basket? I mean, he plays lacrosse in the show. Ugh. And like, and like, um, the coach does is he like, at least turn into a werewolf during lacrosse? No, he's a secret. Lame. They're, That's they're, the best part about Teen Wolf is that it's not a secret. He's just like, yeah, bitch, I'm a werewolf. No, I've it. said this a thousand times on the podcast, and I'm gonna say it again. If you yeah. want the uh, actual Teen Wolf show, yeah. You watch Big Wolf on Campus. That's the show you have to watch because that is that's literally Teen Wolf. Okay. It's quite literally sports jock. It's Teen Wolf but a show. It's Teen Wolf but a show, but it's campy and it's better, dude. If if I could find a fucking good rip of it, so I know it's on YouTube. A lot of it's on YouTube. Uh, Big Wolf on mm-hmm. Campus, but like this, it is such obviously nostalgia trip for me. But the show itself, it's you would dig it so much, bro, because mm. it's it's. It's pop culture-y, it's, it's Freak of the Week, werewolf fights monsters in his town, mm-hmm. the jock becomes a werewolf, he knows nothing about werewolves because he's a jock, so right. he has to befriend the goth kid who does, and they have to work together to fight the monsters that attack their town, and okay. it's fucking amazing, and it's super duper campy, and super, on purpose, like it's on purpose, they, right. they it's super duper inspired by 70s hammer horror flicks, and the 50s hammer horror it's it's so fun mm-hmm. and that's even speaking through the lens of 20 years ago it's still fun damn i truly i truly believe that if i didn't watch this show as a kid i think this shit set me like on a pathway hmm. to like like this type of these type of movies interesting because okay. it, because it, it hit, there's a scene where he, he like fights a monster does like Michael Jackson moonwalks and like is wearing a suit. It's 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 a fun time. It's a fun show. But okay. little, but little giant man, little giants, dude. It's a good time. Little giants, dude. It was a good. Th- I mean, there's one thing. If there's one complaint I have at the movie, it does have to deal with the ice box, and it's just about a particular scene, which is basically the scene uh, after she's talked to Ed O'Neill, yeah. and she like basically wants to be a cheerleader because she's fucking boy crazy now because she finally met a boy that she likes. And then, like, she comes back, and, like, Rick Moranis calls her her little fullback, and then she has, like, a full-on, like, fucking mental breakdown, like, yelling at Rick Moranis. And then Rick Moranis says the logical thing of, like, this is your fucking fault. Like, you are the one who wanted this team. Like, why are you yelling at me? And then she says the line of, like, uh, what did she say? I can't remember exactly what she said, but she basically said that, like, it's not about what I want anymore. It's about what you want because you want to beat your brother. And I'm like – and looking and like rewatching this again, I was like he's not even that obsessed with it. No, he's not. No. He's not. Like it's not like he's fully like – I mean he kind of is like during the game just because fucking uh, Kevin provokes him. And so then you know he does the brother thing where you argue back and forth and then he ends up putting his gas station up for a bet. Yeah. But – um. But it's not. I mean, it's not like every fucking practice. He's like, no, we gotta he's, fucking be. He's fucking super Kevin, chill. Dude. He's super chill the whole time. Yeah, I mean, even when they have the thing, he's like, look, man. What was it? They do like their team party, and he's like, look, man. This is just a team because everybody deserves a chance to play. Like, I don't know how you could have that and then yell at your dad and be like, you only care about beating your brother. Well, we know. Let's let's end the pod with this, Zach. Okay. We know really why she's upset. 
Right, because she wants that fucking quarterback D. And now she can't. Right. Or that that well, my, she could, but then my, she tried, and then the quarterback was like, "Ew, cooties." Well, fuck, my fuck my, my final note of my notes was this: this movie, cooties are bad. This movie ends with a big dilemma for mm. Rick Moranis and for his daughter. The big mm. dilemma is this: we know by using movie logic, the movie ends with the guy, geeky guy, gets the girl. Now they don't play him up as the geeky guy, which is fine. No, I mean, they do when he's a kid, but yeah, but, I mean, Rick Moranis is basically just Rick Moranis. Just he doesn't do anything like particularly geeky. He's no. just smaller than and, and, and Ed O'Neill. In reality, he owns a business, so he's not yeah. geeky. He owns a car business, basically. So, right? Uh, he's a smaller guy. It's like a, he just owns a gas station. It's a gas station, it. self-service store area, but you assume yeah. maybe a pump or two there. Who knows? Either way. I mean, Kevin owns the car business. Right? But. So, the dilemma that I thought of was... Huh. From even from the door scene, which is, let's say the movie goes one way, right? Okay. Yep. I know what you're talking about. One yeah. way they don't get together, Rick Moranis and and the girl don't get together. Yeah. So his daughter's in the clear. All works yeah. out fine. Scott free. No. The real problem is the real problem Rick is Moranis and the and the girl get together. get together. So she can't date Junior. Now she can't date the quarterback or. It's going to be a really bad real-life version of some internet videos <laughs> where Danny and... What are you doing, Step Bro? Yeah, Danny comes home from work and there's some problems. Oh. This is this is, this is is exactly what the same problem with, like, Star Wars, no one talks about. You know, like, I am. You know, obviously people make the joke, but, like, the implications... Luke wanted to fuck his sister. Yeah, you know, I mean... And this movie ends with, like... Thankfully, they put the plot line in, like, no, 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 no. We're going to have him reject her completely. She has yeah. to grow. But, like, my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. big plot line. Yeah. Mom wants her son. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Even though the son would not be born if that happens. Yeah, exactly. You know. So yeah, this is I thought about the, even at the door scene like this is like we gotta have a discussion about this like we like at yeah. some point Rick Moranis Danny should have been like listen Becky eventually I mean, you have to look at your daughter and be like look either I'm happy or you're happy but both yeah. of us can't be happy I'd be like well the thing is this like your mom left me yeah so at this point you you're gonna find other dudes I'm not gonna find another woman I'm not, this is it this is my last chance and look at her house this clearly, is my childhood she, crush clearly, I'm not gonna find another yeah, clearly they're doing better than us. So I gotta hop on this. Yeah. I gotta figure this out. Yeah. So, but other than that, man, I had a good time with the movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell, totally see why um, it could be in your rotation. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, so out of five, we don't really we don't really rate movies. I just decided to rate this movie. Uh, out of five, I say I watch. I, I say watch it. Yeah. <laughs> out of five, I say watch it. All right. Zach, any final uh, thoughts I mean, about I think Little Giants? I'd give it like a four. Four? Oh, okay. I think it's got a couple of flaws, mostly with Becky, and there's a couple of moments that are a little slower. But I mean, overall, just a really fun ride, dude. I really, really enjoyed it. I agree, man. I would also give it a four out of five on the kids' movie scale. There you go. Which is different. Gotta get all those qualifiers on there. It's a different, no, uh, different scale, which people need to understand. There's a different, different scale for different things. That's true. You yeah. know? guys thanks for listening we'll see you back next week with more 
check the vending machines. See you guys. Halloween. Halloween. Do we want to do anything Halloween-y?